0: You are listening to the Phillips File on Real Radio. Real Radio! 104.1! Oh
1: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Melikalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas Day. That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway Here we know
1: that Christmas
0: will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Melikilikimaka is the wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Okay. That's one of Scott Maxwell's favorite it's holiday an awesome songs. Song. It's Mr. Maxwell, of course, writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. And every Wednesday at this time, he joins us for a bit of conversation. Much of it centering on what he's writing in his column. Please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. I have, um, it's Oh My God News. oh uh, You might agree. Uh-oh. I just, you know, I want to set my hair on fire. Let me see okay. if I can find the story here. Uh oh. Um, as a matter of fact, this is being being reported by Hal Bodeker of the Uh-oh. Orlando Times. Oh, I need to look at our website. Uh, one New York Times critic says the Florida Project is the best movie of the year. Oh no! And the oh. other chief critic of the New York Times ranks uh. it number four. Oh. Well, it must have been a piss poor year for movies then. <laughs> Jim, oh, you my, can't say that. Oh my God! You hated it. The, I didn't hate it. I, I just didn't. thought I, I, you liked it? No, he sure didn't. I like parts of it, but I didn't. I don't think it's the best
1: movie of the year. Oh <sighs> my God! All right, let me say this. I think wrong that people movie? in Central Florida should see that movie. I also, however, agree with you. It's not the best movie of the year. Our best movie of the year, better
0: than Dunkirk for crying out, loud. better than Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder that Woman. That
1: was a blockbuster. Female empowerment, what? Maxwell, get on board. Better, yeah. better than Lady yeah, Bird. I know, hashtag me too, but I. Uh... <laughs> better, better than
0: Lady Bird?
1: Or, oh, uh... I want to see that too, yeah.
0: Exactly. Mm-mm.
1: No, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to say it's the best thing, but I, I told you what I liked, the best thing I saw this year. But the thing that I think I liked about the Florida Project is I found myself thinking about it. Hours, days, and weeks afterwards. And I think that's the sign of something that leaves with you. And let me tell you, Jim, I was entertained by Wonder Woman for two hours, but it wasn't two weeks later I was thinking, God, what message, what messaging I really took away from that. Oh, you, think that you think that the Florida
0: Project was better than War for the Planet of the Apes? Mm-hmm. Come on now. Oh, I saw that.
1: I saw that. I've seen every one of those. Yeah, I like Woody Harrelson. i got to tell you, I will see anything with Woody Harrelson. You will? Zombieland, spectacular. Hey, let me move on. Um, oh. Your uh,
0: column today essentially is a column about how the state legislature, here we go again, is monkeying around with uh, the idea of changing rules, regulations, ordinances, laws, whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. as it relates to book banning in the public schools. So I'll let you take it from there.
1: Yes. So uh in most parts of America, discussions about things like book banning and witch burning mm-hmm. ended a couple of centuries ago. But here in Florida, they are alive and well. And in fact, they are thriving uh, for most all of time. There's been a way if parents uh, were concerned about something their children were reading, you could. uh Well, first of all, you could do what I do. I know this is a radical idea. You could actually have a freaking discussion with your child. Mm-hmm. I know. That uh, That is a shocking idea, but a lot of people, if they're particularly if they're anti-evolutionists, they're just terrified that their children might be exposed to a scientific theory or fact that doesn't fit their preconceived notion. <laughs> so that's what the Florida legislature has tried to embolden, the book banners. And what they passed uh, this past session was a, was a law that said not only could parents, who already have plenty of ways they can file formal complaints, but it encouraged outside activists to file complaints to get books banned, and, and it would demand they get hearing officer and all this sort of stuff. The idea being that I've already pulled my kids out of school so they won't be exposed to horrible things like science and climate change. But now I want to make sure your kids aren't exposed to it too. So that's what we did last year. And that sort of had left our knuckles scraping around the sidewalk while we were walking around. And now this year, they want to put that on steroids by letting those same people who first want to ban books to suggest new books. And Jim, it doesn't matter what the hell those books say. This new law, if it passes, this is by a Byron Donalds out of Naples, who by the way happens to be part of a charter school uh, movement, says that anybody would have a right to file, file, file a request for a new book to be taught, and without any screening whatsoever, every school district would be required to solicit bids to get that book. It doesn't matter if the books is, uh, I don't know the best way to have oral sex as a teenager or the best way to shoot up a school or why the earth is flat. No matter what, if representative Byron Donald's gets his way, the school boards will have to solicit bids for those books.
0: So they'll have to review it. Now, does this apply to voucher schools or charter schools in the
1: Sunshine State? Interesting, Jim, because you would think so, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if the argument of these folks is that uh, this is all taxpayer-funded money, then it should be the same for all schools. But, Jim, it will shock you to learn that no, for they have exempted from both the book-banning law that's already passed and for the, what I guess we'd call it, book-suggesting uh, law, they are proposing charter schools and voucher schools, which are absolutely funded with tax dollars, which, uh, also uh, are exempted. So they won't have to play by the same rules. Where does this all come
0: from? I mean, what, 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 what is the catalyst? I always felt, and I still do, I mean, on the other side of the coin, to a degree, the fastest way to get a kid to read a book is to, is to have it banned. You know, yeah. The fastest way to get a, a kid to read a book is for a parent to say, you can't read that. Well, of course they're going to look. Then they say, okay, here we go. They want to get their
1: hands on it. You're asking a very legitimate question because I've struggled with this a bit because at the end of the day, um, these laws require a hearing officer. They require districts to hire people to do all this stuff, but it doesn't require them to necessarily ban a book or uh, implement a new book at the end of the day. So what it really does is it just creates a big mess in the schools, Mm -hmm. and that's what I really believe this is about. It's about two things. It's about saving this uh, choice movement, this anti-intellectual movement – that, you know, not, that doesn't want science, doesn't want evolution, doesn't want climate change, anything taught. just doesn't even want these ideas discussed. It's trying to save that crowd, say, hey, you know, give them a wink, and I'm going to give you a way to get it in. And it's also just trying to create a mess because they love to bog public schools down with tests. They love to make a mess so that they can go, you know what, things are really looking bad in these public schools. Not admitting to the fact they're the ones making a bad right. and then say, hey, wouldn't you like a voucher school? No, you like I, a charter school instead? No,
0: I believe it's by design. I, I do believe this. I'm more cynical than you are, and you're pretty damn cynical sometimes. I think, no, I think they get out there and they muddy it up as much as they can, uh, the public school system, so they can go back before the voters because the vo- voters have short memories or short attention spans, and they say, I, you know, these public schools, they're a mess, and you've got to reelect me because I'm going to do everything in my power to straighten this out. Then they get to Tallahassee and screw it up some more so they can go back back before the voters and say oh we got to do something about this the teachers the administration the books this that the public school system what a joke what a disgrace and vote for me and i'll clean it up and they never do they never ever yeah, do
1: absolutely and so i uh we do this thing called uh, orlando news now every day at noon uh, uh-huh. and uh, often i will talk uh, with uh, with the uh, with the fox anchors when we put a little video uh at the end of our segment and yesterday at the end of the segment the uh host said so scott what's going to happen next for this bill and that's where Usually, uh, I'm supposed to offer a little bit of hope. And I said, Rich, I just got to tell you. I basically said, I can't tell you because the same dumbasses in this state keep voting for the same dumbasses to run this state. And they've done it every time before. And I see no indication they're going to do anything differently this time. And uh, I got to tell you, people have got to start waking up. I get notes all the time. Every time I write one of these columns, they go, Oh my goodness, that is just awful. What can we do? And I say, Well, who did you vote for? I don't know. Exactly. Well, well, that, I mean, that, that I don't know what's happening.
0: Have you made any contact with any of the local legislators to at least ask sure. you know if you get banned, if you you know if you could if you could introduce a book, what would it be, or if you had the power, uh, senator or representative, whatever your name is, to ban a
1: book, just what book would you ban? Well, they don't like to talk about when I get into the specifics of their policies. And in in today's case, I mentioned there were a couple of them, Republican Rep Scott Placon and Democratic Rep. This one also had some Democratic support from charter school uh, supporters and voucher school supporters. Bruce Antone. And I basically just said, hey, here are some points that I don't think anybody can argue are uh, double standards. Can you explain yourself? And neither one of them uh, felt compelled to do so. I'm going to submit because they can't, because there aren't any good. So the answer to your question is they usually just dodge those questions.
0: All right. Let me have you paid any attention to this eatonville police officer who uh got uh his employment terminated last night there's been you know of course it all stems from the pulse shooting tragedy the massacre a year and a half ago and uh, have you paid any attention any thoughts on i this? read
1: today's story that's about all and we have one something similar at least with opd and
0: yeah, just wondering i mean in the case of the eatonville police officer uh, you know a handy excuse for a lot of these people, well, we can't talk about it because it's a personnel issue and we're prohibited by law. Or we're afraid of a lawsuit, whatever the case might be. or It's going to be litigated. So they don't want to say anything. And I I understand that to a degree. Just wondering whether there's something, you know, some backstory here where they said, look, we had no alternative to let this guy go. But on its face value, it looks like they're just screw yeah that
1: uh, i i mean that's kind of why i don't jump into these kind of things uh Wait, and, and then yeah <laughs> knock that's yourself that's, out yeah, that's but why that, i am here Well, i don't i don't jump in arm swinging about either the uh, opd one or Eatonville because basically it's somebody saying uh, a ptsd uh claim and i mm-hmm. certainly am in no position to you know adjudicate the the validity of that uh and then there's personnel issues where we aren't don't get the full story and i think i'd be in a tough position to say this was a right thing or a wrong thing i think usually the we ultimately end up getting more of the story by the end but it, it, it i i would caution anyone to rush
0: to too much judgment on these things how many times yeah. have you ridden sunrail zero Stop oh, it! Only z- zero. I haven't been on Only be <laughs> like on never vac- ever. I'm gonna be on vacation Friday. Why, yeah. why don't we get a bucket of chicken and we'll just go for a ride? Oh my god, that'd be f- okay. You but should why do we take chicken. Why not? He wants to take so chicken. It's like a
1: picnic. Okay. I don't know. Can I mean, we go? Get, can we go somewhere and eat some? Go like, up to Deland or Deberry or wherever the hell it stops up there and eat something there. I guess we could. But get the Winter
0: Park and we'll shoot up yeah. to wherever it goes and then uh, and oh, then come boy. back. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there are, yeah, uh, about the numbers that. have no, not he's gone up. No. no, they're not. Oh, yeah, 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 we'll do that, but uh, I, maybe not Friday.
0: What? Well, I'm off for uh, three weeks, but... Um,
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, we can definitely do that, though. Yeah, yeah. why not?
0: What was I, I lost, just lost my train tra- tra- oh, yeah. Nobody's three, riding it. In, in three years, yeah. ridership has not gone up, and am I correct no. in saying that in three years the locals have to take over ownership mm-hmm. of SunRail and fund
1: it you on are, their own? We are going to be paying through the nose. Yes. Mm. Now, now, before people scream bloody murder, because, uh, I mean, there's some issues here, but people go, oh my god, that thing loses money. I always say, hey, how much do you think Colonial Drive makes? I mean, that, that's the way that's transportation point. doesn't make money, unless you told them people don't like that either. So, uh, yeah, but yes, there's going to be a boatload of costs shifted onto basically Orange, Osceola, and Seminole counties. And one of the things I have proposed, you and I have discussed before, is that right now we are pulling in about a quarter billion dollars a year in hotel taxes. Right. That right now we are spending almost exclusively on the uh, uh, convention center and tourism advertising and the downtown venues. Peel off a portion of that would be rather rather than you and I and all your listeners and my readers uh, pay that bill.
0: Yeah, I yeah. wonder how that battle will go. You know, the municipalities will say we don't benefit. We don't benefit off of a SunRail. We're not. We like that money to build a new uh, this or that
1: or pave a road. You know how that well, works. If you read today, if you looked at today's story, we had a story about how the writer, which I imagine, you're, prompted you to think about this, uh, the how the ridership hasn't gone up. The, the other cities and, and counties have two complaints. They're like, we don't like it, but also we want more of it. I mean yeah. that's what the people in Volusia were saying, and in Osceola, they want more stops, and I think they're kind of right on both counts. I mean the stuff doesn't work until it runs everywhere. It needs to go to the airport. It does. The airport is the is the biggest destination that will not only serve tourists, it'll get the cars off the road because that's that they end up on the road. So uh, it's this conundrum where you need to spend more to get people to use it more. But right now everybody's sort of poopy pants about how there's only what is it two or three thousand people a day riding it. Right, right. So right. I mean yeah, what's the buses yeah, carry more
0: people? I get lost in the uh, in, 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 in all the details, but what was always the uh, the objection to, to connecting SunRail to the airport? Was it the transportation companies, the taxi companies, uh-huh. the, the bus system? What was
1: it? There is no doubt that the taxi and transportation companies uh, had an objection, but I don't think that was the main one. I think the main objection was a political one, that the people of Central Florida were going to uh reject the notion of spending a billion dollars on a train meant for tourists. Now, you and I can talk about, hey, it's going to help you by getting people off the roads, but that's what it was perceived as, as a tourist train. So the idea was we go ahead and get the spine, that's what they call it, uh, done first, and then we uh, go out from there. and that, And that makes some sense, but right now there's not a plan, I don't think, a, a concrete plan to get all that done all
0: right one more thing before we let you go and I know we talked about this before but bring us up to speed about John Morgan and the Democratic Party John Morgan of course the lawyer that everybody knows you know for the people of course and a huge one of the biggest Democratic fundraisers not in Florida but in the entire nation and he's I guess removed himself from the Democratic Party. He's announced he won't run for governor, at least not as a as a Democrat. What's the latest? If there's anything new with him,
1: it looks pretty uh, even more so like he won't be running because he did that fudging, and that's what we talked about last week. He sort of said, "I'm not going to." Everybody wrote he's not going to run for governor, and then he fudged it to say, "Well, what I said was I'm not going to run for governor as a Democrat." And I think that's technically where he still is, but it looks like he's moved further away from uh, running at all. And one of the things I noticed uh, to just today was I. I saw other Democratic candidates uh, like Chris King, the one from here in Orlando. We're going to have to pay, keep an eye on him. There's more to uh, – he, he could be an interesting uh, guy uh, starting to sort of butter up. Or, or praise Morgan and public, which said to me that there's there's going to be a Morgan primary. You've heard of the Sheldon Adelson primary for, yeah, yeah. Uh, for Republicans in the uh, the presidential race. I, I, I think it's sort of understood that Morgan is now out, but there are a lot of people who would still like to have his endorsement and the money that comes with it. All right. What's coming up in the next column? Yeah, tomorrow's column. It's interesting What it's about Disney. You may have seen Disney is battling with its uh, employees right, right now over wages. Right. But one, I tried to take a step back from that, and, do, and one of the two things, main things I took away was everybody – we're talking about $0.50 cents an hour. And just stop and think about this. I mean, these are wages that are ten dollars, eleven dollars, twelve dollars an hour, and we're talking about fifty cents. That amount of money makes a big difference. I'm not trying to minimalize that at all for those employees, but in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't do squat. This is this is a debate over wages that are reflective of Orlando's overall. Economy and, and, and it's a low-wage business that's part of a low-wage industry. And if you one of the things we got and that I have in my column tomorrow that i would never seen before is an actual breakdown of all the employees' salaries out there. And I think we all generally knew they were uh, low, but when you see the numbers, like there are uh, 11,000 people making between $10 and $10.99 an hour all full-time that we're talking about here. These are not part-time. These aren't high school kids. I mean this shows why we have a community full of people who work full-time and yet still live on the edge financially. Now, the
0: union's looking for a 50-cent-an-hour increase, or is Disney saying, we'll give you a 50-cent-an-hour decrease, and the unions are saying, shove it?
1: Yeah, it's the latter. Disney's offered a 50-cent. The, the unions out. are saying uh, from the highest point, and they ain't going to get there, they would like a $15 per hour and they uh, for anybody who's worked there at least three years. Uh, That's what they're pushing for. And Disney's looking at something that's like three to five percent. And I think there's a quote from one of the uh, I got it up here somewhere from the Disney leader that says uh, a ten dollar an hour uh, employee who gets a 50 cent raise is still a poor employee, impoverished employee. Is
0: anyone talking about a labor action, a strike or a slowdown. Or is there any kind of whispers about that?
1: I think they're always talking about it, but I don't think it's reached that point. They've got, uh, another deadline coming up, December 19th, 20th, uh, something like that. And, uh, so, no, I don't, I, it could happen, but these guys are organized and they're feisty, uh, right. So we'll see what happens. But I, I just I just think people should pay attention to these numbers because it tells the story of everything. It's, it's everything's not a fairy tale, despite what our leaders like to say economically. Man,
0: got that. Right. Good job. Thanks a lot for joining All right. us. My guy, got, hey, man. enjoy.
1: I'm going to get with you about that sunrail. Okay. Enjoy your days off. All
0: right. We'll do that. I promise. You got All right. it. Scott Maxwell Great. writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. He joins us every Wednesday, one of the most powerful people in the region. There's no question about that. Take a little break. Shot Doctor's coming in for Shot Doctor Casting Call. And Shot Doctor Beatdown next on Real Radio 104.1. So you weren't the 10th caller and you didn't win the prize you wanted from your favorite radio station. Boo friggin' who? There's still a way for you to win. RealRadio.fm Keyword Contest. Somebody's got to win. Might as well be you.